Hello and welcome to the podcast, The Pocket Stylist. I'm Lisa Tauber. I'm an award-winning personal stylist who's actually been in the business now for 17 years. I specialize in elevating professional women, entrepreneurs, and women in business with their personal brand. These podcasts are about sharing my hints and tips. And along the way, I'm super excited to welcome guests who will be sharing their star stories, their expert advice. And I'm also going to be showcasing some brands that I know you are going to love. So if you're a lady who lacks time, struggles to put an outfit together, wears the same things time and time again, and doesn't want the hassle to find something new when shopping, you will absolutely enjoy this podcast. I really hope you love the podcast, The Pocket Stylist. Hello and welcome to episode 57 of the podcast, The Pocket Stylist. I'm Lisa Talbot and today I'm very thrilled because I'm joined by two guests and we're going to cover some great topics. So first of all, I would love to introduce you to Alison Cork, who is an entrepreneur and wonderful small business champion and also a broadcaster. And we've also joining us is Nicola Gleave of Warm By Us, who has been on my podcast before. So we're going to talk about recycling we're going to talk about sustainability today we're going to talk about paying it forward but first of all let's say hello to you Alison Alison hello how are you I'm really well and thanks very much for having me on the podcast these are subjects really close to my heart so I can't wait to get chatting and lovely to see you again Nicola Nice to see you too, Alison. Nice to see you, Nicola. Um, so I think what we're going to do, let's start with where we had a conversation about Alison the other day. And I know um, you're a very, very busy lady, but I also know that you've been on a bit of a weight loss journey, haven't you? Yes, absolutely. So it was partly triggered by COVID. You know, we all had time to reflect. We were all sitting at home and many of us actually gaining a bit of weight whilst we were sitting at home. Um, And also it was an age thing. I'm 58. Uh, I was 57 at the time. I had this conversation with myself last year and I just thought, you know, I'm not really happy with the way that I look and feel. Um, Being a broadcaster, I have learned some tricks of the trade along the way. So, you know, we know how to do our hair and makeup and wear clothes on camera to disguise certain, you know, figure faults. But deep down, that aside, you know how you honestly feel about yourself. And and I wasn't particularly happy. And I, you know, I also have a lot of uh, friends who are about my age. And there is this sort of syndrome, I think, where women in their 50s, and it's partly to do with the menopause and other events of life, sort of lead lead these lives of what I would describe as sort of quiet desperation, just thinking, is it all over? Is it all downhill? Am I I never going to be considered attractive again? Shall I just sort of shut up shop and accept that I had the best bit of my life and, and now I just need to be sort of quiet and sit in the corner? And I thought about all these things and just decided that 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 simply wasn't good enough. You know, I I love life. I'm very curious. I want to get out there. So I thought, right, okay, I'm going to draw a line in the sand and I'm going to make a massive effort to improve my health and my fitness. And that will include losing weight. It's not defined by losing weight, but it will include that as part of the process. Ah, so what did you, do you feel that you had to, almost adapt your thinking and obviously we're going to talk about clothing aren't we as well but do you think that you had to obviously adapt your thinking during your journey and did it change your thoughts about your wardrobe and the clothes that that you've got in it Uh, yeah 100 percent. i mean 
any journey that, that is about health and fitness and weight loss, um, it requires a sort of light bulb moment where you just make that decision to change. And at that point, you do change your thinking because you have to change the way that you approach food, the way that you approach exercise. Um, for me, it was a matter of, of making, creating new habits. And often it is about breaking bad old habits and creating new habits. So my whole thinking around health and fitness did change. And, and really what happened was that I made it a non-negotiable part of my life. And also, I think if I needed to sort of condense down what I did differently, I became much more mindful about what I was eating and how I was exercising so those were the those were the changes in my thinking um and the changes in my appearance which you know it's lovely when people say you've lost lots of weight you look great uh, they, they were really dramatic because I lost about a third of my body weight I lost four stone wow. weight. oh my goodness wow yeah, so it's really dramatic to the point where people would walk past me in the street and then sort of call back and say Ali is that is that you oh. <laughs> it's like you know they just didn't know who I was um but actually the important thing is is of course it's how you look it's nice to be told you look nice but it's how it made me feel and I just felt so much more positive so much more energetic about life um that you know my curiosity could know no bounds because I felt there was suddenly nothing I couldn't do so so as a byproduct I decided I was going to climb Mount Everest this year so I've signed up to climb Everest in October because like I can <laughs> because oh now my I can goodness. <laughs> so so to answer your question though on clothes the minute that you change dramatically in shape, and it was a really dramatic change, I had to, I wouldn't have to, but I completely rethought the way that I approached my clothes and my visual appearance. I could become more, um, more bold, uh, more creative, have more fun with clothes, go shopping with more confidence because I knew there were very few things in that shop that wouldn't fit me. Um, and, and just it opened up a whole new world. I mean, it, you know, in, in essence, what I did was completely life-changing. Yeah, you used that little four-letter word, though, that has such a massive impact. And I don't think people do. You used the word feel. And it's mm. so interesting. I can't tell you as a stylist how many people say, my clothes don't make me feel good. I would oh, love my yeah. clothes to make me feel happy. And, and do you know what? It's, I've always said it. Clothes will either make you feel incredibly great well, they can make you feel pretty rubbish because what happens is if you catch yourself in the shop window or the mirror and you think, yeah, you know what? I look good. The shoulders go back, the stature, you know, lifts a little bit. You grow a couple of inches. But we all know if there's something that we put on in the mornings and, and again, we, we see ourselves in the tube window or something like that. If it doesn't, if we kind of go, oh, I'm not really sure about that. The, the mood changes and, and we do it to ourselves, isn't it? It's a little oh, bit like yeah. a self-sabotage. You know, we go, oh, that doesn't look good. So therefore the shoulders go down. We walk into the office or we go to the supermarket, not feeling as good. And where we're not saying right now that, do you know what? If, if you have put on a little bit of weight because of the menopause or because of lockdown or whatever, we're not saying to everybody, right, do you know what? To feel good, you need to go out and lose weight. What we're saying is, you have to feel good in your clothing, whether you buy from Primark or yep. Prada, whether yep. you're a size six or a size 26, it's about how you feel. Um, yep. But for your journey's point of view, what I'm really intrigued at actually, the period of time that it 
you went on this journey, this weight loss journey, did you buy or did you look at clothes intermittently or did you go, right, I'm not going to do anything till the end. And did you, did you make do with what you've got? Because I think that's a really interesting topic because some ladies go, no, I'm not going to buy anything new till the end. Whereas others say, well, I'm going to have to because I can't physically fit any more into the bits. I'm just intrigued which, which kind of camp you sat in. Well, I, I wanted to be, first of all, I didn't want to waste money. And we'll talk about recycling and how yeah, to get yeah, the most yeah. use out That's of our That's why we bring Nicola in, don't we? Exactly. So I didn't want to waste money. So I wasn't going to go on sort of multiple shopping trips every time I hit another pound weight loss. And also, because I was focusing so intently on um, uh, weight training in the gym, I, I was really focusing on gym gear. So I did buy a little bit of gym gear. And there, there was sort of, you know, three, four monthly stages where I thought, right, okay, I've got the confidence now to show a bit of midriff, the confidence to show a bit of shoulder. You know, when you first, when I first went into the gym and just saw all these fit people, I was completely terrified, you know, and I was covering my body with long sleeve t-shirts and just hoping nobody noticed me. So, so really I defined my journey through my gym gear because it was a, a practical thing to do and B, I didn't want to waste money. Yeah. And I almost entirely ignored my wardrobe because I just wanted to, to, as I say draw a line in the sand and when I got to my my goal place in terms of strength and fitness and weight loss I wanted to just then review my uh, wardrobe completely afresh because I knew there'd be a bit of a cull I mean there were lots you know, going back to the points you were making Lisa I used to dress to hide things I didn't like I mean we often yep. do that anyway yep. but it was but that was my primary motivation for choosing an item of clothing it was what can I disguise not what can I celebrate yes. whereas now I will go shopping and for the first time ever in my life and that includes being a teenager and I'm now 58 I will very purposefully buy tops with no sleeves because I yeah. like my shoulders and I like my the tops of my arms and it feels amazing but I don't have much of that in my wardrobe so uh, so I am having to buy a, a number of new things but I'm also being I think quite creative with my with my old clothes that don't fit or aren't sort of suitable anymore yeah and I think that's where we'll move into when we bring Nicola in yeah. because what we're talking about that isn't it do you think oh do you know what's a real in for, for me obviously we, we're talking about a journey you've been on do you think your style has changed from before and after and yeah. you know we, we all we talk about the feel word you know about how when you open up your wardrobe and you get excited do you feel now that your wardrobe almost used to look like one area and now you've really almost changed what what you wear so your style so maybe where you were very classic kind of Audrey Hepburn have you gone a little bit like um let me think a bit like you know Vivian Westwood with a, a little bit dramatic with a little bit of excitement in your wardrobe I would say um, in essence that my wardrobe is far more joyful it's ah. far more colorful it's more fun it's more flirty 
um, it sort of celebrates me and my love of life. Whereas before I was almost masking things. And now it's, you know, now I will wear a, a gold tasseled dress if I feel like it because I can and it's fun. Uh, and in fact, funnily enough, that is a specific dress which I bought uh, recently from a high street store and uh, and wore it and, and had a post on Instagram. And so one of my friends posted a comment and said, Sorry, Ali, when did you turn 21? <laughs> it was very funny. But I mean, I hope I'm not dressing inappropriately because I think that, you know, elegance is, is the way to go always, especially when you are a certain age. I, I don't think I, I dress inappropriately, but I dress with more joy and fun and zest. Yeah, but you know, Alison, what you, you hinted on there with regards to age, people will have heard me say so many times, style doesn't have an age limit. It yeah. doesn't get to like when we're 20, we have to dress one way, 30, we dress another way. For Yes, we all twist the trends accordingly to suit our own personality and potentially our age in some ways. But it doesn't, from my perspective, I don't think once you get to a certain age, you should then rock up with your joggers and your fleeces because that's what, in inverted yeah. commas, as you should be doing because you know we we've all gone through what we've gone through for the past couple of years and I think it's proved to everybody how precious life is and actually how very much like what you're talking about you grab it with both hands and you do what makes you feel good which I think is is very different do you think as well obviously where where you used to shop so the retailers, whether it was online or high street, mm. do you feel since you've lost the weight that you've almost had to have a shift in your mindset of actually I can go into that store rather than maybe where you used to avoid it. Do you feel now, cause I'm always saying to people, just go in and have a look wherever you are, go in and have a look. There'll always be something for you. So do you feel since you've gone on that journey now that, my goodness, now the world has opened up to me from what, you know, the retailers I can use. And do you find it easier? Oh, yeah. I used to shop with a sort of vague feeling of dread, which is if I come back with one thing I like, that'll, that'll be a good day. And now I just go out and I, I, want, I go into any shop because, as I say, there's a fighting chance that thing will fit me. Actually, the best example of that was um, now Mango is, you know, it's a fun shop. They've got some really sort of fun clothes. But in my mind, they were always tiny, as in yeah, the yeah. were tiny and just wouldn't go anywhere near my frame. There was no point. I was walking past a mango not so long ago and I saw this incredibly funky pair of 70s psychedelic yeah. burnt orange and gold and dark brown trousers, all sort of swirls and swishes and what have you. It's flared, you know, just long tapered and flared. And I thought, oh God, I love those. So I went in and I was sort of hovering around them as if I was frightened of them. And, and the assistant said, go and try them on. And I said, oh, they're not going to fit me. She said, go and try them on. Of course they will. So I tried them on and they fitted like a glove ah. and it was like a really small size yeah and, and to get a long story short I wore them with a little sleeveless tank top and a big uh, tortoise shell belt that sort of uh, echoed the swirls of the fabric and the colors wore it on um, QVC on a show that I was doing that was presenting I can't tell you how much feedback I got people just said that is that is like the perfect outfit for yeah. you you look unbelievable in this outfit and it, it was it was just such a 
Oh, I can't tell you. It was like escaping from a prison. All of a sudden, this wonderful, colourful, joyful world was mine. You know, I could do whatever. It was like a big playground. Yeah, because what you just, what you alluded to, I didn't mention at the beginning because you do present on QVC as well. And, and you know what was really interesting? When you bought those trousers and you wore them and you loved them, I bet when you actually presented that show in them, the, the confidence level was probably sky high because you'd caught, again, we go back to what we said, you caught yourself yeah. in the mirror or you caught yourself on the way through to the studio and you're like, yeah, I love this. And do you know what? It's, I think when we wear what makes us feel good, there's your smile. That's the confidence, oh, isn't it? Yeah, it totally. And you know what? Because yeah. we feel good. It's, it's, it's kind of second nature. Absolutely. I actually had directors uh, of the programme stopping me in the in the <laughs> corridors of QVC saying, Alison, um, obviously we can see you've lost weight, but actually that's not what I want to say. What I want to say is you are so different on camera. They said you you have uh, you shine oh, and wow. you are just a different person. You're happy. You, I mean, not that I was unhappy before, but yep. there's just an energy that, that uh, I was exuding that they could see and as the director watches you know watches yeah, their yeah. people very closely so that that's their job and and they commented and I thought wow that it must be so obvious so different for them to stop me in the corridor and comment on this that's so interesting isn't it because it, it does it goes back to that feel word but I would love to bring Nicola in now because yes. I think what the, the next question for me right would be with and we're going to talk about your another one of your passions which is sustainability and recycling and, and all that type of thing which is why we, we've obviously have we have Nicola here as well because of her expertise so the question for you for me is you would have had this wardrobe full of wonderful clothes but they didn't fit you anymore because of the journey you'd gone on. So my question to you would be, what did you then decide to do with them? Because that's where I think a lot of ladies get to, whether they're, they've been through a weight loss journey or whether they are looking to have a bit of a revamp. You know, some ladies who go through a divorce or they've gone through an illness or something like that. They then go, right, well, I don't like this wardrobe anymore. What am I going to do with it? So can you, would you love to share with us what you then looked at your wardrobe and how you approach things? And then Nicola, we can come in with yourself to give us a little bit of information more about Worn By Us and, and how the two just marry beautifully. Yeah, well, they, they certainly do because I've worked with Nicola and it's been a joy. But so to answer your question, first of all, I, I sort of looked at the the overall you know rails and what I had hanging up there and thought, okay, there are some of these items which are just now way too big and cannot be altered yeah. cost effectively to fit me by a dressmaker. So I will either give them away or I will sell them, uh, and that's where I've been interacting with Nicola on, on, yeah. on how we dispose of them in a, in a sort of um, a sensible way. Uh, then there were clothes which I absolutely adored but had grown too large for, uh, which now just fitted me. So there was a very small number of clothes that I could just take off the rack and wear and just think, oh, you know, that, that was a, a wonderful dress I spent quite a lot of money on once upon a time from Diane von Furstenberg. And they're very yeah. classic dresses. And it's this beautiful salmony pink. And I'd never been able to get the zip done up. And, and it just slid up. And I wore it on camera. And again, everyone said, oh, my God, that dress looks fantastic on you. It's such a joy. Uh, and, and so then there were old clothes that I've had for many, many years. Like there's, there's I'm going to show you a few things later. Uh, a dress and a jacket that I've had since I was in my early 20s. So that's, you know, 30 years plus. 
and and they now fit again because you know it's it's many years later and I, I'm probably even slightly slimmer than I was when I was in my early 20s so they fit which is amazing I mean it may it may possibly be illegal for me to wear the Bruce Oldfield dress I wore at 23 <laughs> do I care do I care not much I'll show it to you you can tell me uh, and uh, and I hope Bruce Oldfield sees this um, and and then there are things which I inherited from my grandmother vintage things and I would always keep those because those are heirlooms yeah I would never dispose of those and I will hand those down. Um, and then I've got my sort of high street um, buys. And some of those I just thought, you know, that, that they were very inexpensive. They don't really reflect who I am anymore. Maybe the colours are a bit dull because I was always dressing so conservatively. Maybe the shape is wrong for me now because I'm wearing a lot more sleeveless stuff and a lot more fitted stuff. I'll just let those go or give them maybe to a jumble sale or because they were very inexpensive probably not suitable for resale. I will give those on because they're still perfectly okay clothes. Um, and then, you know, and then that left a few gaps and that's where I've subsequently gone out shopping and thought, right, now I can buy in, in the style of the new Alison yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and start very gradually to replace and replenish. And also one other thing I have done with my girlfriends, which we love doing, we do swishing, which yeah. for those who don't know is where you each bring at least one item of clothing, hang it up on a rail, have a glass of wine, have a social evening and choose something else from the rail other than what you brought in yourself and swap clothes. And that's great fun. And that's great fun as well, isn't it? But I think, um, you know, Nicola, let, let's come to you, you know, because what your whole business concept is, it's about reselling it's about recycling it's about sustainability it's about paying it forward um tell everybody a little bit about your business um and then if you can how you worked with Alison because I think you know we, we're all we all love to make a little bit of money don't we you know we absolutely do so that I always say to people you have got dead money sitting in your wardrobe so there is a process not only can you pay it forward it helps you financially go on like Alison you went and purchased a few bits with the gaps that you were missing but also it means that somebody else can enjoy your garment you know, yeah. someone else can really get the whole feeling from it. And I, and I think that's absolutely wonderful. Um, Nicola, tell us a little bit about your business. Thanks. Thanks, Lisa. Um, so my business is, is worn by us somewhere, a fashion resale business. Um, and I think interesting, you know, the conversation so far, I think what, 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 what I found throughout my journey is people have different reasons for no longer wanting a, you know, an item of clothing. Just because you make that decision yourself, it doesn't mean that it's not appealing or you know, it's not a viable thing for somebody else. So there's a variety of reasons why we, we make those choices. And I think having solutions to be able to resell it, for, pay it forward, in a way that kind of makes you feel comfortable with mm -hmm. that process and knowing what's happening to that item. Um, because I think as Alison's described, the, you know, the, the, there are memories and there are emotions and there are a whole host of other things that, that create an attachment to our wardrobes, isn't there? And I think it's, it, it's not just a cold heart as well, there you go, we no longer want that anymore. So whatever happens to it, I don't care. I don't, I don't think that's the case for, mm -hmm. for, for most of us. And so, you know, I, I created Worn By Us initially. Um, you know, the, the initial concept, I, I'd had breast cancer and I wanted to raise money for charity. 
So we, we asked a few kind of celebrities, high profile people to donate some items from their wardrobes that, you know, maybe they'd been seen in public wearing and were thinking, oh, well, I've been seen on Instagram or whatever. So I might, you know, not, not wear that again or not, not in the near future. And so we started raising some money for charity through through that. But but again, just through through the network and, and obviously Alice and I initially met through your your business network, Alison. I was a guest speaker at the, the launch event of the of, of um of the network up north. Yeah. I think through through my network as well of just um you knowing lots of women out there in particular who want to find a solution for their, their items in their wardrobe for the different reasons they don't want and it doesn't have to be just well you 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 must give them you know for charity or whatever because i think you know we can all there's value in those items and we can earn some money back and it can be invested in other things and i think actually covid was 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 a big eye opener and a game changer in, in in that approach and perception because obviously you know lots of people's incomes were affected and jobs and different things and and to be able to get something back that then you can invest in a new item, a new piece, or use you you use the you know the revenue that you you get mm-hmm. back in different ways, is is a great thing, and and I think it justifies then the whole process of of, of letting go as well. You know, for some people in yeah. your in your mind, so we we work with Alison. Obviously, Alison and I have known each other, and Alison, I've seen your weight loss journey across social media and things, and I saw that dress you mentioned, the fringe dress. <laughs> Honestly, no, no, I have to say, it just, it's, it's so empowering that you're sharing this, this journey and message, because I love to see women who, when I say look good, I think who you know that they feel good, you can tell yeah. when somebody feels good, and it, well, it makes me feel good to see that in somebody else, because you, you think, wow, that's amazing, don't they look fantastic, you can tell, you can tell they feel fantastic, and I think it motivates you yourself to think, yeah, I feel that good as well. So, mm-hmm. and it, it really doesn't. So, Alison and I have worked together. Alison, you know, has shared has, has shared some of her items with us, which which we're reselling at the moment. And I think you said, Alison, didn't you? You know, it's about doing it in phases for you that feels comfortable. Yeah. For you, it's yeah. not a case of here you go. You know, I'm going to kind of just shift everything out and you know rebuy a whole new wardrobe. It, it's about doing it in stages that you feel good, that you feel that you can let these items go. And it's very they, emotional. It's yeah. a very emotional process, and that's one of the reasons I couldn't do it all in one go. I'd probably just yeah. collapse in a puddle on the floor. <laughs> of tears, you know. Yeah. But, but, yeah. You know, because what's really interesting, exactly like you've both said, clothes hold a real emotion. You said something, Alison, earlier about, you know, something that your grandma had, that you're going to keep it because it's an heirloom. And and then you think about, we, we do have an attachment. Seriously, you know, in the wardrobe consultations that I do... I, I work with clients and it's very much like, you know what, we, 
we can let go of certain pieces, but if there's certain pieces, you can't. I remember working with a client who sadly had lost her husband and there was a couple of pieces in her wardrobe that she would never wear again, but because he bought them, they had a sentimental attachment. And I was like, no, that's fine. They don't need to be in your wardrobe. We can vacuum pack them up. We can yes. put them somewhere different yes. because they, you, you know, they're impacting kind of the wardrobe you've got, but actually we don't need to, to lose them. You know, I, I told Alison a story the other day, Nicola, you know, when, and, and you know, I lost my mum in January and I've, I have to obviously go in and, and have a look through <clears throat> her wardrobe and things like that. There is the most stunning pre-1990s Burberry's trench wow. coat. Wow. And you know what? I looked at it and thought, I remember her in this. And it's only a size six. So I'm like, great, this is going to fit me. Mm. Um, but it's come home with me. And, you know, yes, I could probably sell it because it's vintage and it's, it's worth a lot of money. But there's not a chance that's going anywhere. Even, and actually right now it's hanging on my wardrobe. But it's got sentimentality. And I think picking up on, on what you've all said, I think, Nicola, you were 100% right. I think the past couple of years and the pandemic were a catalyst for yes. so much especially for women you know women looked at either themselves or they looked at their lives and they looked at their businesses or they looked at where they worked and they kind of went do you know what it's time for me and me could have been going on a weight loss journey or launching a business and things like that and I think clothing played a massive part because you know I've, I've heard the story from so many women who are saying I lived in an elasticated waistband Lisa, oh, for, yeah. <laughs> you know for nearly two years but now what do I do so it's it's really interesting but I think again Nicola where you come into this I think women have gone back into their wardrobes and gone I'm never going to wear that I never liked that in the first place I don't <laughs> want that you know so now I can take it out of my wardrobe and I can earn myself a little bit of money because yep. I can walk it forward. And I know one of my clients, she worked with you too. So yeah. it's, again, because her lifestyle had changed. So whereas we do have an attachment, I, re I fully understand what Alison was saying then as well, that she's had to do it in little stages. Yeah. Because you've got to do what's right for you, what makes you feel comfortable. Go back to yes. the feel word. It goes yeah. back to that feel word. But Alison, I'm intrigued because... There must be pieces you kept that hold a little bit of a memory or a sentimentality. And I know for, for people that are listening on audio, you're, you're, you might have to take a trip over to my YouTube channel because <laughs> Alison has got a rail of clothing to the right-hand side of her. Um, and she's going to share a few of the pieces, aren't you, that you kept that had the sentimentality, which then keeps that whole kind of sustainability and yes. we're, we're reusing and repurposing and rewearing that yeah. might go back a good few years oh yeah I mean I'm going to I've got a selection of pieces that I think illustrate all the permutations of why we keep clothes and, and and why we should keep some clothes and I'm just going to share them with you so I'm going to I hope you can see me if I stand up no if you if you stand that's yes it. oh that's it perfect so, it. so for the right. listeners Alison's just moved her screen so that yes. we can see a little bit more so come on share away okay right I'm going to whiz through these so this is a monsoon deep blue uh, velvet, I suppose you'd call it a sort of cavalier jacket. You can yes. see the length of it and the flared. 
And I've had that since I was about 22, and I'm 58 now, and I've never, ever let it go, because for me, it's timeless. And so the point I want to make here is that some items are elegant, and they're classic, and there's absolutely no need to let these go. And I don't think I'll ever get rid of this. It's a little bit big now, but I'll just take it in, and that can be done. Yeah. Then there is the, um, like, this has to be worn, and I'm not going to take my clothes off right now, but this (laughs) is the Bruce Oldfield. You can see the length of it. It's a long sort of salmon jersey dress it's extraordinarily sexy that's why I'm saying it may have to come with a health warning but (laughs) but the the thing is that again I wore this I bought this in my early 20s it fits it still fits now I've lost the weight and um let's be perfectly honest my boobs aren't quite where they used to be when I was 22 but I've I've discovered tape (laughs) (laughs) So I just taped them up and put this on. I thought, yeah, this, this works. You know what's really interesting, though, Alison? You know, you, you said uh, just about a couple of minutes ago, you said how you have to let go of things gradually. You've held on to these items as well, haven't you? For, yeah. Because they hold something, like you said, traditional, timeless, etc. They're, they're, they're classic pieces. I mean, Bruce Oldfield, you know, uh, I remember buying this in a sale and it was a massive investment at the time for me, even in the sale. But... Here it is, 30 odd years later, 34 years later. So that's paid its way for sure. Uh, This is just an example of, you know, (gasps) have fun. This is my tassel mini dress. This is Zara. This was very inexpensive. When I wear it, people think it must be Balenciaga or something. It's not. Um, And it's just tremendous fun. And it's backless. Backless. At 58, for the first time in my life, I wore a backless dress. How crazy is that? So that, that's that one, which just gives me enormous joy because it's allowing me to show off bits of me that I never had the confidence to yeah, show yeah. off before. This is also a real example of how your wardrobe is very eclectic from a brand point of view because you've oh. got Monsoon, you've got Bruce yeah. Oldfield, you've dipped a bit of Zara in. And yeah. this is where ladies can have this wonderful eclectic wardrobe that mixes and matches from branded to high street to totally. designer, etc. I'm a vertical shopper, both in interiors, which is my business, and in fashion. I'm brand agnostic. If I like it, I'll have it. It doesn't yeah, yeah. It. If it's very expensive, I probably won't, but you know. So this is one of my all-time favorite dresses. It's a kimono dress. It's from ASOS. It was about 25 quid. Every time I wear this, people say it's just divine. Yeah, and, yeah. and I've actually had the, the, this uh, embroidery mended because it tended to unravel and I'm going to have it taken in a little bit, but a great example of a piece I just can't let go of because I love it and the colour makes me happy. There you and, go. That's, and that's staying. Now we get on to talking about brand agnostic. This is a, a sort of vintage style tea dress, except it's not vintage and it's uh, Primark. Oh, and I love this dress. It's got a lovely flair. It's got a, a variegated hem which sort of dips and rises. Yeah. I love wearing this dress. It's just great fun and it makes me feel like a 1940s girl. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like I should be wearing a little hat, a little pillbox hat. <laughs> that would be a beautiful little dress for like a day at the races. Oh, or, abs- or something. Absolutely. You know, absolutely. something like that with a little heel and a little clutch bag and you're done. 100%. And this is just a basic um, sleeveless top. But the reason I've pulled this out is because when I'm shopping, you know, I I am brand agnostic and I discovered these in Primark and they happen to really fit and now flatter my figure, which is quite narrow under the bust. um, and, And obviously my arms are a lot more toned. And these are, I can't remember, maybe three or four pounds each. And, and so I've invested in half a dozen of them because they form the sort of 
the, the, they underpin so many of my outfits now, but allow me to be sort of body free. I feel so comfortable in these mm -hmm. and they're so affordable. So, you know, I would say to people, don't be, don't be sort of, don't um, be snobby about where you're shopping. Go into all shops, explore, see what they've got, because there are little gems hidden mm -hmm. in, in many different places. Now, yeah, and with, more... with, sorry to interrupt you, oh, with please. Primark at the moment, they are really trying to focus a little bit more on the sustainability. So they're using, yes. like, they're, they're trying, they've got a whole collection which is plastic free and Correct. they feel so soft. So if you're a touchy-feely oh. fabric person, there is an element in there. So sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt no, you. No, you're so right to talk about the, the feel of it because one of the reasons I love wearing this is it's so soft, soft on my yeah. skin. Just It just embraces me. It's gorgeous. So when I wore this top with my black velvet trousers, if you can see it, it's got, a, got a sort of bell sleeves and I wore it with a big belt. Metallic mother, gold flowers for people that are listening. Yes. My mother rang me up and said, you've really got to stop spending money on designer clothes. It's just not on, you know. And I said, mum, there's only one problem with that. It's from Primark and it cost me six quid. So... <laughs> So this is this is a joyful thing to wear. You can imagine if that's really pulled tight with a big yeah. white belt and just black velvet flared pants, very high heels. Wore it on QVC. Love that outfit. Just love it. Um, I'm just I'm whizzing through. So now we get to pieces that I would never throw away because I've inherited them or bought yeah. them as vintage. This I have a picture of my grandmother in the 1920s wearing this at Mardi Gras. It's a fringed shawl. And oh. she wore it over her Mardi Gras dress. And uh, I've got it to this day and it's, I've kept it. It's, it's Devore velvet and it is just, it's divine. Yeah. It's and it's one of those pieces that yeah. will never, they'll never age. Never, no. never. I just want to show you something else. So in that same Mardi Gras, she made velvet flowers. And this is a little piece that went round the wrist. And I've oh, still wow. got it. A bit like a corsage. Corsage. So I've kept all of those. But on a more practical level... I inherited some of her underwear, which I now wear as cotton summer tops. This is a hundred years old. Is it no, really? And and not. and a, wow, uh, Nicola, that's just stunning. And if you look at that, that looks like a lot of the like plain white shirts with the beautiful embroidery anglais that is yeah. out now. So for, so again, for those ladies um, that are listening on the on the audio on the podcast element and not seeing it with the YouTube, it looks just like one of the white shirts that are out yeah. in the moment in places like Fat Face and Marks and Spencers, etc. Yeah, it does. But that's underwear, Alison. It is. It's underwear from the 1920s. Wow. And, and the, it's really about how it makes me feel, to yeah, go yeah. back to that word, to wear something that was worn by somebody I love very much. Uh, she was a supremely elegant woman and, and made her own hats. And, and just to be part of that fashion, her yeah. fashion, to be wearing that, so the last piece I want to show you from her is this little Devore, again, it's a crushed velvet bolero jacket in a sort of lemony cream. This she wore on her wedding day in 1920 over her wedding dress. And it's in perfect condition and I wear it. I wear it over jeans, over a t-shirt. I wear it very differently, but I wear it a hundred years later. But this is where people's wardrobes, yes, we are, you know, you, you, you can have that mixture of, you know, traditional, you can have a bit of heritage in there, you can go back to a bit of vintage, you know, and that's why I think, you know, it, we were saying it, you know, even my mum's wardrobe, I look through and I'm thinking, oh my goodness, there is some, the most amazing pieces in here that, yeah. 
that will just be coming home with me to wear because they were obviously of um, much long ago before she put on a little bit of weight and, and all that type of thing. But they have so much sentimentality to them, don't they? I mean, you can just see your face when you're talking about, you know, your grandma's jacket. And it is, it's just how clothes make us feel. Yeah, totally. It's very, very special to have that feeling of connection with somebody when you're wearing it's like wearing a piece of jewelry that's been given to you except mm-hmm. it's a bigger item mm-hmm. it's an item of clothing very quickly before I, I finish going through this rail so this is an example this is actually a moschino dress with which is 60s in style but not it's not 60s old it's a new one with this lovely sort of bow I was um in Arundel in Sussex a couple of weekends ago walked into an antique shop and this was the thing in front of me on a rail saying vintage clothes well it's not vintage but somebody had just sort of ditched it 25 pounds for a machine. But you know, they put that into vintage because of its style. Yes. Yes. That's why they put that into vintage. But it was just to own, I mean, I, I probably, in all honesty, wouldn't go into Moschino and buy it new because it would be several hundred pounds and I probably wouldn't feel I could justify it. But to get it and, and to get it and feel that it was somebody else's cast off, but it's new. There's so yeah, much yeah. life left in this. And I just thought, £25? Yes. Why would I not do that? <laughs> so, yeah. so, so that's that. And then very quickly, very quickly, I bought this recently in New York in a thrift store. This is a Nina Ricci. And this was like 90% less than it would have been when it was, when it was new. But this one is probably my favourite, and I'll finish on it. It's a 1950s encrusted ball gown. Oh, there wow. we go. And I bought this in Lincoln. I was filming a TV show and the heavens opened and the director said, run for cover. So I ran, of course I ran, into a vintage clothes shop. Why wouldn't I? <laughs> Why would I run into Tesco? Yeah, yeah. No, not a supermarket. You ran to the vintage yeah. clothes shop. I did. And, and I was going through the rails absentmindedly and I saw this and I thought, oh, that just just divine look at the workmanship look at all the embossing and the detailing anyway so I put it on I kid you not it was made for my body it was as if that dress was waiting for me 125 pounds for a full-length 1950s ball gown you just couldn't get that value so I am a girl who loves value I'm always looking for value but also the wonderful thought of who wore this How many wonderful parties did they go to in this dress? And I wore this recently to a performance at the Royal Opera House. And I said to my girlfriend who I was going with, I said, I bet you 98% of the people walking through those doors are going to be in jeans and trainers. Fair enough. That's their, that's absolutely fine. But it's not fine for me. If I go to the opera, I want to dress up. So Mm -hmm. let's both go in full length ball gowns. (laughs) (laughs) So we went to the Royal Opera House in full length gowns and there's this picture of me she took standing on the terrace and looking like there's something out of um, frozen and uh, and everyone around me is in jeans and trainers <laughs> but i've just got this look on my face which says cat got the cream yeah yeah <laughs> but again because you felt good and that then yeah. and that goes back to the clothing that do you know what we all have to wear that makes us feel comfortable? And it was, it's wonderful, Alison, seeing that rail because mm. there's so many, every piece you, you pulled out, there was a story. Yeah. And that's what's that's really it. interesting. And you think like, you know, you said about, um, you know, you, what you've gained by people 
moving things out of their wardrobe. And I think, Nicola, that's where obviously you come in, you see what people are kind of moving through, then you get to see the other end of the people that are, you know, are getting those items, which makes them in turn feel like Alison does when, when she bought those other items as well. No, that's true. And we get so much, I mean, because obviously we, we will do all the hard work for you. So a lot of people want to clear out their wardrobes, but think, well, how do I resell these items? You know, I haven't got the time to, you know, to dedicate to doing that, et cetera, et cetera. So people can send us, you know, via free postal service, which often you've both, you've both, you both utilize that, that then we will, you know, look through those items and, you know, market them and, and, and price them and do all of that work. But the positive feedback we get as well, we get some really excellent feedback. You know, people coming back to us saying, thank you so much. That was a fabulous dress. I just, you know, I just really love it and et cetera, et cetera. And to hear that is, is just, it's just amazing just to hear that because um, like, you know, like we said at the beginning, there's, the, the, there's life in items beyond your own wardrobe. You know, we think that they have a life for somebody else. And it's just so heartwarming just to hear some of that feedback when people love the items that they purchased that have been you know, pre-loved by somebody else. Mm. And I think that's it, isn't it? It's about, you know, like, like Alison was, how we started this conversation with Alison saying about the, you know, the, the journey she went on with the weight loss, how it changed your view of clothing as well, Alison, with regards to, you know, getting dressed originally was a bit more of a chore, whereas, yeah. you know, you've along the way, it was almost like your your subconscious mindset kind of really came back out again going, wow, do you know what? I can get really excited about these clothes. And you've said it on numerous times on this podcast, you know, you've got your sleeve, your, your arms out, you, you've got backless on and, and things like that. And I think it's, I think clothes are incredibly powerful. You know, yeah. they're, they're so, so powerful. And I think people forget how powerful they are. You know, we, I was talking earlier on with um, somebody else about personal branding and we were talking about businesses and branding and logos and brand colors and things like that. But where we actually went back to the start of personal branding is about, you know, when you want to create your own brand, it's personal. So who are you as a person? How do you create the looks that you have when you want to then represent your brand? And, yeah. it, and, it, and it goes right the way back. But it goes back to clothes. Clothes, mm-hmm. for, for me, you know, as a stylist, are not just about covering up a body. They're about basically dressing the body, whether it's, you know, curved or whether it's angular or whether it's petite or whether it's a plus size. It doesn't matter. It's about, you know, dressing that shape um, and making somebody feel good. And absolutely, you know, and that's the way it is. Do you think... Um, Alison, your your relationship with clothes now is far better than than where it was, a, you know, a few months ago. Oh, it's a totally different relationship. I used to use clothes to hide behind, and now I use them as a projection, quite the opposite, out of my personality, as an extension of my brand. 
and and so they are almost now indistinguishable from from me from from how i wish to be perceived we're we're one and the same because we're in alignment and i'm happy with the clothes that i wear and i feel they do reflect my state of mind which is now very optimistic and and you know having fun basically and my clothes are, are much more fun um and whereas before they just did a a sort of practical job of Mm -hmm. um, making sure I didn't get arrested for being naked in public <laughs> and um you know <laughs> yeah and, and not too much more really I've been hiding the bits I didn't like but it was you know it was, it was absolutely the polar opposite of how I now view clothes which is to show off the bits I love and to uh to, to project positivity and and a newfound energy yeah Oh, it's wonderful. And to hear how you've done it is, is, is wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing your story oh, because pleasure. you've, you've pleasure. shared the story, but then you've shared how other people can, you know, work with their wardrobe by, you know, taking things out by recycling, by yeah. sustainability, but all along the way, it, it still boils down to that four letter word that feel and it's about whether you you know you you resell to Nicola or whether you buy from Nicola or whether you buy from the high street it's it's about how these clothes help us feel confident with a positive mindset and for me that's absolutely paramount especially you know if you're in business or if, if you're a mum and you're going about your daily you know duties with two four-year-olds or you know things like that so I would love to say thank you to both of you for coming today Alison you know thank you so much for sharing what is actually a very personal story but a very exciting and you know really inspirational story that you know anyone can do this we said this didn't we it's about em empowering ourselves to basically yeah. do whatever we want to do so that we can be the best version of ourselves because exactly. life is very very short so thank you so much for that yeah. Nicola thank you so much for coming and sharing as well how you worked with you know um, Alison on this journey and how your business is kind of really working to help other women as well work through their wardrobe and, and whatever um, I hope everybody has enjoyed listening to this podcast and for the viewers who have watched it on YouTube thank you so much you've got to see some beautiful clothes um, that belong to Alison as well and the history behind them um, and we will see you all next week thank you both ladies ever so much thank you bye 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 Pleasure. Thank you. Bye for now. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast, The Pocket Stylist. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you'd like to know more about working with me, then why not book a discovery call with me via my website, lisatalbert.co.uk. And I look forward to welcoming you back next week. Bye bye.